0: Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Kyle and I are reading Batman Earth 1 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. This is actually going to be the first episode in a three-part series reading through the trilogy of Batman Earth 1, so make sure to tune in to the next three weeks to hear our thoughts on the entire series. Just a warning, there are going to be full and complete spoilers for Batman Earth 1 Volume 1 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, consider yourself warned. And remember, go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cameron Reads Comics. And make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons, as well as leave me a five star rating interview on iTunes. Now, here's your episode on Batman Earth One. Batman is not a hero, he is just a man. In a Gotham city where friend and foe are indistinguishable, Bruce Wayne's path toward becoming the Dark Knight is riddled with more obstacles than ever before. Focused on punishing his parents' true killers and the corrupt police that allowed them to go free, Bruce Wayne's thirst for vengeance fuels his mad crusade, and no one, not even Alfred, can stop him. Alrighty, Kyle, and welcome back to Cameron Reads Comics. Um, this is actually the first episode in a series that we're doing. I don't know if that's news to you or not, but
1: no, you asked me when you first when you first asked me to do this.
0: Yeah, I was like, because this, I don't know. Okay, I'm already I'm already off the rails. <laughs> um, so, Batman Earth One is an Elseworlds series that has been written by one of my favorite comic book writing teams, like collaborative. I guess, co- co-writing teams, uh, Jeff Johnson, and Gary Frank, who have gone on to do amazing work. And I know that you've read their, or at least some of their body of work. So when I'd read Earth 1 a long time ago, when I got back into comics, I read Earth 2 when that first released, which feels like a million years ago. And then when they had the announcement for Earth, uh, Earth 1 Volume 3, which is like, they had the announcement a long time ago, but now we're finally at this place where the story is out. I knew that I wanted to read it. So here we are with that, getting ready to celebrate it. And so I was like, let's just do three weeks to celebrate the release of Batman Earth 1. And, you know, I think this is like the second Batman story I've ever done on this because I just don't... I think when it comes to comic book characters, I'm just like, there's so many Batman stories, I'm never going to run out. So I guess, Kyle... Before we even get into this book in particular, how, how what are your thoughts on like Jeff Johns and Gary Frank? What have you read from them? How do you feel about them?
1: So I feel like I've read plenty of Jeff Johns. Uh, I would say one of the first things I read from Jeff Johns was his Teen Titans
0: run. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. I was pretty fascinated with the Teen Titans for a while while reading comics, like probably for... A year or so they were who i liked reading the most and so i read a bunch of his his run on that and then i mean some things that come to mind are the current titan series that's coming out on oh. i guess was dc universe and now is hbo max yeah, but
0: yeah. same thing yeah in my so opinion.
1: uh and then honestly unless you can tell me right now i i books that you've had me read or i've recommended i can't really think of any other gary frank books that i've read
0: uh he wrote uh dc this is their i think their main collaborative series that everyone mm-hmm. knows them both for but uh gary frank has had his footprint on the industry for like years and years and years he's probably been in the industry for like 30 years
1: he yeah, has art his art is very recognizable and i feel like i've definitely read something with him uh drawing for it but yeah. nothing uh, he, really comes to mind
0: so doomsday clock was okay. Jeff Johnson Gary yeah, Frank? Yeah. I haven't even read that, so we might read that mm. eventually. But I have never read that. He, Jay, Gary Frank did that. Um, he did uh, obviously all the Batman Earth ones. He the the, the new Fifty Two Shazam story, the reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. If you read that? That's Gary Frank's mm. art. Um, but then he also did like a very 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 long run on the Hulk with Peter David. I I can't imagine you have read that. I haven't read that. But now the Omnibus has been resolicited. So. Was that
1: his only thing with Peter David? Or did he do he the did art for Super Aquaman? Girl. Oh,
0: Supergirl. 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 Mm, uh, they did a Supergirl that. series together. Who I'm, did the
1: art for uh Aquaman.
0: With Peter David. Yeah. I couldn't tell you off the top of oh, my head. Oh, dude. But I love that <laughs> series and that artist is amazing and they deserve <laughs> all the praise. I'm gonna look it up now. But um sorry to put you on the spot. No, it's okay. I, I should have known if I was gonna bring up Peter David He's holding you accountable. Um Yeah, no, he's and I, you know what, fun fact now that we're talking about it, I met Peter David, and he's the nicest man. And honestly, when you when we're thinking about writers, that's a great writer. I'm just rambling right now so we can find out who the artist is, but it doesn't say. That is awesome. Uh, great. He worked with a lot of artists. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, my goodness. Book one. Okay, we're gonna. You move. know what?
1: I I also read uh. Uh, Green Jeff Johns did Green Lantern. Yeah, no, I was like, time, oh, right? for Jeff
0: Johns, you and I, his yeah. Aquaman run. Yeah. I love his Green Lantern stuff. I probably read two thirds of it. His Aquaman though is the thing that like did it for mm-hmm. me though. Uh, he did Justice League for a long time, but I don't think Gary Frank did that with him until. uh right. But I they they're just collaborators. They're they currently have a book out right now through Image Comics called Geiger. It's a real popular. So. Um, it's okay. I think it's about two issues in. Uh, we talked about it actually two weeks ago on the Camera Reads Comics podcast, me and my friend Ryan. Don't oh, listen to it. You know Ryan? It's Brian from the comic yeah, shop. Yeah, just saw him today. Great guy. See, guys? Friends take friends to the comic shop so that they can become friends with the comic shop workers. That's right. Full circle. All righty. So now let's – I need to apologize, too, on behalf of myself to the audience. Kyle and I were trying to get this episode recorded and planned it's probably been like six weeks of yeah, just trying to coordinate this mm-hmm. but we are both in crazy life stages right mm-hmm. now um so we couldn't get it together and so i have, I probably read this book three weeks ago and so i'm not as fresh as i could be for this so whether or not this episode goes amazing i guarantee you to i guarantee you my fans and my friends we will be dialed for episode mm-hmm. number two
1: that's right hopefully so-
0: Okay, be cool, be cool, <laughs> Kyle. Be cool on the mic. Hey, um,
1: I, hey I, I read this over a week ago too, so we might be in this together.
0: You know, it's great. It's it's a good story. Okay, so let's just dive in. What were what were, what are your thoughts on Batman Earth One? How did you like the take?
1: You know, it's it's so different from all the traditional Batman runs that that either I've read on my own or that you've recommended to me, and you know. It gets pretty repetitive seeing the same uh, origin story of Bruce Wayne and, yeah. and Alfred. Uh, and so I get kind of bored by it a lot of the times. And it was really refreshing to see like a really different take. You yeah. Know, like the same basic stuff happens. Like, um, His parents uh, die. His <laughs> parents die. Yeah. Like that stays the same. I like that consistency. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow, you're messed up.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what? whatever that's so funny and uh Be
0: like martha <laughs> martha
1: <laughs> shoot i just admitted i like murder in comics that's brutal
0: i'm not gonna tell anyone
1: cool uh fans don't either and uh i i like the differences in alfred i like traditional alfred a lot but i i wasn't hurt by the difference in in this take of him yeah. you know traditionally he's the emotional support, the butler who's always there for him at home when he needs it. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, he's, you know, like a private mercenary and yeah. a violent kind of badass, like old man. So yeah. Um, I guess a lot of differences are pretty refreshing. I would say as the story, like as a whole, I kind of got more from... Alfred in the story than I did from Bruce Wayne.
0: Wow,
1: really? Where it's like, I don't know if they tried to do that or if it's just the way I was reading it.
0: That's not, you know, I... Well, we can dive into that. I think in, in every Batman story, that for, for me, like obviously Batman's the most important character because mm-hmm. he's literally the protagonist. Yeah. But I think if you want to understand batman you need to get everyone in his surrounding circle like done correctly and so i think for me those two characters are commissioner gordon and alfred because mm-hmm. those are the people that know that really know him better than anyone else and they're really the only people that can ch- that have and can challenge him on a more moral level
1: yeah so um i guess as the story comes together like cohesively in this uh first arc um mm-hmm. it it was all right you know, was like right? it was it was it Are wasn't you? bad. Okay, so there's
0: there's a lot of changes for a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what what's the one that stuck out to you the most?
1: Uh well, I just talked about Alfred, so I definitely Alfred is a main difference. And then uh now that you bring up Commissioner Gordon, um I guess like here and there throughout comics, you know, like someone's trying to mess with Gotham PD, like someone's trying to get under everyone's skin. And it seems like in this story like someone really succeeded yeah. in getting under... Uh, if I'm not wrong, I'm blanking, but... Harvey Bullock. But, well, did did someone kill uh, Commissioner Gordon? Or he's not Commissioner yet, but Gordon's wife?
0: I believe so. Yeah, no, they killed Sarah. So
1: that's that's why he's kind of like... Or, a.
0: they either killed Sarah or they killed Barbara. I forget her name. I think Sarah. Sarah S. Gordon. Very yeah. great character.
1: And I think it's... That's why... Uh, Gordon was kind of like a wuss in this, is because yeah. like his w- person was killed, and yeah. now he's like, okay, so my other one doesn't get murdered. I kind of d- got to do whatever they say. So I guess that was pretty different from, yeah. I mean, my original moments with with Gordon are in uh, The Dark Knight, the movie. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, that was my first meeting of that character.
0: Actually, wait, now that I think about it, yeah, I'd love to hear your. What? How do? What's your relationship with the character of Batman? Like before you even read this, like how, where does he rank amongst your favorite superheroes? Because he's obviously like no matter what he's always going to be in the conversation, and usually that conversation is whether or not he's the greatest hero. I'm not here to have that conversation, but like mm-hmm. how is it, You know his influence on the medium and everything affected you and your relationship with comic books.
1: I think it's a beautiful thing with Batman that he doesn't want to be the person in the spotlight mm-hmm. yet so many people try to put him there right. like literally and figuratively like literally there's a spotlight to go up in the sky <laughs> for him for his signal Ooh, that was uh, very good yeah thanks thought of it myself i think and then think. <laughs> uh but like he's just always the person who has like goal a at the forefront of his mind and nothing can really stop him from mm-hmm. achieving that and um so I I think like as a character he's more fascinating like thinking about his brain and how he ticks more than like, you know, kicking butt like pow and yeah. fighting him and stuff. Um he's so cool. Like yeah. it's hard not to just think he's cool.
0: Yeah, you know, that's and that is <laughs> honestly when it comes to cool factor, they're mm. like look no further.
1: Right. So I mean, he's so cool, but like he's so much more than that, and I like when the more than that kind of comes out in the yeah. story. Uh, and then, uh, personally, like, my favorite, my favorite Batman's when he's interacting with Superman. Like, that's just my, yeah, because they're just polar opposites, but all want the same thing. Who do you,
0: and this might be putting you on blast, but who is your favorite superhero?
1: Yeah, that is pretty on blast. Almost Um, like,
0: uh, is, is Batman up there, like, top three? Is he...
1: Yeah, he's got to be top three, but I don't know if I could choose him as number one. I think, I, I think that's cool. I think Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, just because of how like, I don't know, when I first started liking comics and superheroes at like a teenage yeah year, and it was just so relatable. Like he, all he cared about was, I mean his his grandparents at the, at the time, and then aunt and uncle aunt, aunt and uncle. Sorry. That's, You're brutal. Not a fan. that's brutal that's <laughs> brutal <You're laughs> like grandma grew, may that's so brutal cut that cut that <laughs> um and and then just like his who he feels at the time like the love of his life yeah you know and uh that's like all he cares about and i like that he's willing willing to just spring into action and do everything he can to stop a bad guy yeah, yeah. at the cost of his personal life and so, oh, is
0: it spider-man or batman we're talking about spider-man okay well this i is guess batman.
1: everyone kind of does that but
0: yeah no it's it, yeah peter parker is it i think one of the things that you mentioned and i i, I like that you mentioned it is the, the fact that you like batman with superman because i think one of the things is and I, I think why you like spider-man too is he has like a lot of these batman factors where it's like he's cool he swings around on a web mm-hmm. batman swings around on a bat rope or whatever and he does the whole thing but Spider-Man's a lot more likable. Mm-hmm. like, and, and I just mean on a nice yeah. level. Like, He would be nice to you if you ran mm-hmm. into him in the street. If you ran into Batman in the street, obviously you wouldn't because he's a ninja mm-hmm. whatever. But more along the lines of, if you, if you see Batman, you're probably doing something wrong. He's going to kick your ass and he's mm-hmm. going to be a dick. Uh, Spider-Man will never do that. Superman will never do that. And so I like when you mention superman and batman's interactions because the dichotomy there is so interesting and uh i just think i i like that you like him when he's with someone that is such like in for lack of better words like such a boy scout so Mm -hmm. upright and you know so uh, i really like i really like that you mentioned that
1: not to make this like what i love about spider-man but (laughs) (laughs) uh we can make that every episode but uh, I like to. Um, I don't really care. I'm sorry if this makes anyone mad. I don't. What the really, hell? I don't really care about Batman and Catwoman's romance. Oh really? Right. Um, like kind of at all. That hurts. But me. like, what always tugs on my heart is Peter and Mary Jane, and how like it's just so evident that they love each other. And sorry to the Gwen Stacy people as well. No, not uh, sorry to the Gwen Stacy people. But like. I think I've talked about it before on here and with you, but I need like a really good romance you did. in you... my in my books. That was episode 1. Dude. Yeah, and so I I love that part of it. And so when I get some romance in my comics, I I know I'm going to love it and a good romance helps too. like we've talked about this issue so many different times but I think it's Ultimate Spider-Man 13. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's exactly. Literally, literally the whole issue is Peter Parker and Mary Jane, it's their it's their issue, and yeah. he's spoiler. He's telling her who he is, and what he is, and literally, you don't even see Spider-Man in the in yeah. the issue. It's just Peter, and it's one of the most beautiful things ever.
0: It's a beautiful go read issue. it, and um, you could never have that in a Batman story, correct? And, and I think I see where you're coming from mm-hmm. with that, and so that's so interesting. Mm-hmm um anyway back to batman going back to batman going back to i was like i i realized i'm this is a terrible order i told you guys i'm all over the place (laughs) i apologized on behalf already of everything going on but going back now into the story um how many else worlds have you read like elseworld stories meaning just like multiversal this is not just an origin story Mm -hmm. it's 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 an entirely new take on the direction of every character and um you know i mean obviously like there's intentional things like Martha, you know, in in the comics, w- choose your Canon, but Martha Wayne isn't Martha. Like her maiden name isn't as it usually is Kane mm-hmm. named after Bob Kane. No, she's Martha Arkham. Mm-hmm. And you see Bruce's familial ties to Arkham Asylum. That's an interesting choice. You see, um, Thomas Wayne's running for mayor, mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, uh, you know who becomes mayor is Oswald Cobblepot, and there's a lot to digest in there. And then you have Alfred, who's who's not pro- like I guess prim and proper. He's a brute, and mm-hmm. he lost a limb, and he's a personal security guard, not a butler. And so it's like take. And then and then I think the 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 two gnarliest ones for me were Harvey Bullock and Commissioner Gordon harvey bullock's a freaking tv cop who's in shape and i literally i had to re i i read this twice actually when i reread it i didn't realize that i thought that was harvey dent
1: yeah i i have like i do not have at all a very extensive knowledge and like photographic memory of all the batman comics i've read but i was like that is not what i'm used to seeing and i had to go check either my phone or i can't remember if i checked a different comic but Harvey Bullock's always like kind of the he's, big fat yeah douche of a cop that's messing with commissioner or disagreeing with commissioner Gordon all the time, right? Yeah,
0: like uh what you I think his foundation as a character is he doesn't he hates Batman. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. He doesn't he and that's what I love about that character too is mm-hmm. that he w- right now actually in comics canon I think he's the leader of he, he's commissioner Bullock uh, for the Gotham city police department, which is amazing. And, uh, right, rightfully so, because that character is he, him and Batman always butt heads and Batman does what he does because he doesn't think the police are reliable. And Bullock's whole thing is we can do this. And, and, and he entirely disagrees with commissioner. He's a, he's a, a voice of reason. And that's why I like, that's why I like him. And so this new take was just so shocking where it's like, Oh my gosh, who's this charming man, And, uh, everything that he went, I, you know, I think we should just talk character by character about what was going on because I think there's just so much to digest there with the creativity that Jeff Johns like brought to this. Um,
1: question. Do you think, do you think if you were police commissioner like yourself in Gotham, in Gotham, do you think you would agree more with Gordon Or with Bullock?
0: Uh, Like, on me, like just a literal level. Like, if Mm -hmm. it was today in the city... Like,
1: what makes the most sense to you?
0: Oh, uh, Bullock. Hands down. Gordon, like... You know, there's something very altruistic about Batman. The idea of Batman. But it's like... Really? really? He's a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just insanity. (laughs) It's like, we want to romanticize it because we also only receive it from his perspective. But if the, if the superheroes actually existed, and I don't mean, like, the boys, and I don't mean, like, Invincible. I mean, there's a guy who doesn't think that the, the, the powers that be are trustworthy enough to do their jobs. And in the comic, I know that it's, you know, it, I don't live in Gotham either. Right. So that's yeah. a major Hard. fact. If we're just going outside my door and there's a guy's like, like, the, the cops can't do it. And so I'm going to do it because I'm going to do justice for me. And I live by my own code, da, 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 da. da that's enticing from a narrative perspective and how it's built. If they are the protagonist, but if I am myself watching that happen, I'm like, gosh, no, like the police should really do something about that because mm-hmm. that's terrifying. And I don't want him. Number one, I don't want that guy to who will probably die or, you know I mean? I just want, I, I want to trust the powers that are, you know, in, in place for that.
1: We don't deal with, super villains necessarily either so that's kind of hard there's definitely some villains in this world but oh,
0: there's
1: no super villain no
0: super uh, where do you land on that but also i'm like oh, but the necessity for batman like if we're talking if i did live in gotham then i, I think i'd be on gordon's side because i think gordon is actually just looking out for gotham
1: yeah I, I guess it's hard too because for for gordon if i remember correctly like like batman comes to him yeah and that batman like purposefully tries to be trustworthy in front of him and do things for him in order to, like, gain his trust. And he also, I mean, in most stories, like, Gordon's a very trustworthy guy. Yeah. Whereas Bullock's... Bullock doesn't seem like it from the forefront.
0: Especially in this story. You know what I mean? But Bullock, he... I think... Bullock is just going to go by the code. And mm. I think that's if I was to be a police officer, like, you know, out my, my perspective now going in, I would trust the man going by the code as opposed to this guy that is welcoming alternative means to the, the ends, you know what I mean? And so that, that'd been the case just from that perspective, I'd choose, uh, Bullock.
1: Yeah. No, I think I would too. Realistically.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but on a personal level. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So. How did you feel let this go character by character? How did you like the reality show, uh Bullock?
1: Um, you know what I I again am not really like tied to that yes. character like as much, Uh and so like a difference in it was like I said uh, at the very beginning like kind of refreshing. Yeah, to see like a different version of him. I also was like that seems like Harvey Dent.
0: Yeah, more so. yes, Just, I was like, like this the is way Harvey. he's
1: drawn like reminds me of him in most of the comics. So. I had to do double take on that as well. Um but I guess I guess the story like really shined more of a spotlight on that character than I'm used to seeing. Yeah. You know he usually will get like a couple words in when it shows the whole Gotham P D out on a call or at the office or something. But in this one he's kind of like a central central character throughout most of the arc. So um I yeah. He's I say
0: okay? I like it. yeah. Oh no! We on to the next. How do we feel about Gordon? Like that was the one thing that actually I was like, I don't, I don't know if I was okay with the characterization mm-hmm. of Gordon because I'm like he is not a pathetic. Yeah, it's something wallower. I'm so
1: so not used to, and I think the Gordon, uh, that I'm used to, I think like at the end of the day, just like couldn't be someone who. Uh, just follows in line with criminals and yeah. with crime bosses and like even even for his daughter like nothing can change like the love that that man obviously shares for his daughter you know like um, so I guess the Gordon I like just wouldn't do that and would find some sort of way to even though he is somewhat on the forefront doing these things like he's also at the same time working with Batman to try to find a way out of it. Yeah. Like that's what would make more sense to me.
0: No, I I totally agree. So. Yeah, I I feel that way too. Gordon is a he's he's complicated and I think that I think that for for a reason to to as much as I disagreed with his character arc that way, for a reason to like make him that way so it's like, "Oh yeah, like they killed my wife." Yeah, I would be a hollow shell of a man too. You know what I mean? So and so I'm like I I give him a pass for that. Absolutely. For the believability. And also I just think it does make the story more compelling. What's interesting about this to me is that Batman or with Jeff Johns, when he takes on a character, I think usually he's taking on, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but like a B list character and he's turning them into someone who's an A list for DC. And so it's, it's a unique experience to see him take on the most A list character in DC's arsenal and, and see what he does and how, how he plays with those toys. And so I think, I think this story makes it that much more compelling for me. Um, we talked about Alfred. We, we talked about Gordon Let's talk about Bruce. Okay. Um, I think one of the biggest things, you know, uh, the opening of the book is Batman chasing a criminal through a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's kind of a scene that we've seen a million times before. Uh, it's, he, he pulls out his grapnel and he's about to go follow this guy to another, was it, uh, 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 from one building to another. His grapnel breaks. And so mm-hmm. he tries to make the jump to the building that we've seen him make a million times. And he doesn't make it and he freaking falls very dramatically from let's say a three, four story building onto the ground, and he's just the most pathetic loser you've ever seen. How did you feel about the incompetence of Batman in this story?
1: I I loved it. I I, I loved it. I It's so like seeing this I didn't realize that I needed to see this from from Bruce Wayne yeah uh like the humility of like failing at first where like when he deals with anyone else like in other stories and he's we only ever really see him like halfway through his career as batman for the most part you know and he just like has no patience for anyone that like fails or does anything wrong like if we're in a normal book and he sees like robin do this he's like you're training for the next Year. three years yeah. uh, with just that hook and yeah. you're going to figure that out because I'm not doing that again. And to see like this book open up with him feeling like that, I think gives a more, gives more of a feeling of like, like a, how personally it are personable. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm relatable, relatable. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love that. And then to see like when he's going out like on his first mission and like how he deals with with Alfred and Alfred's like, dude, you're not ready like any sane person would be. And he's like, no, I'm going to go do this where I I think that makes sense for, for Bruce Wayne after seeing his, that's also one of my favorite panels in the book is the, them arriving on the scene of his parents' death yeah, and the way that Gary Franks draws him in it. It's just like, oh that's exactly how any child would feel after watching their parents get murdered, like just devastated and can barely think.
0: Yeah, no, like like yeah. literally just catatonic almost.
1: Yeah, and so I think I think this book made Batman more relatable to me at yeah, least, like I think you're right on a different level.
0: You know, I think he, yeah, Jeff Johns emphasizes these things that we. You know We we overlook in characters that we love, and that's what makes them more approachable or whatever it be to us. Uh, and I, I think he most successfully did that with Green Lantern. He's done it with... He brought back Barry Allen. Um, but he also did that with Superman and, mm-hmm. in a way that was really cool. But in... Oh, man, Jeff Johnson Gary Frank did Superman Secret Origin. I don't know if you ever read that, but... I haven't. It's amazing. Um, but I think... W- the things that he emphasizes in characters are things that we overlook and like they, they remind us why we love them. And so I I see that and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this Batman story. I think you're right. Like it was just amazing to see Batman. Like we always see the overemphasized perfection and godliness of Batman. And I don't mean godliness in a religious way. I just mean like, because he doesn't have powers, he has to be perfect and everything else to, to be able to, hold a candle to superman or the other members of the justice league in this one it's just like
1: which i like that and i assume in this like in this world i don't know if book two or three will end up um going and seeing that but i i like that he gets to that point you know where he get he gets there but i also know that he couldn't have started out like that i know in a lot of other origins like when he's gone from gotham he trains with like Raza al ghul and that's where yeah. he becomes a perfectionist and great at every little thing that he does um with a bunch of trained assassins on a mountain but yeah um and this one seeing like such a a realistic portrayal of just a guy from gotham wanting to make that place not horrible yeah um no, I loved it.
0: No, I yeah, and I think that that's the most unique part of the take is that he doesn't lean into the perfection, he leans into the humanity, which is what makes Batman so special and I think so approachable at the end of the day. Um which is I really I I, I it's it's unfortunately so unique, you know what I mean? Uh and so I I I I think I think though watching in the same way that Commissioner Gordon was like uh going through his thing. I think it was a hard pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. Like watching Bruce just be so bad. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's like no redemption. But then I think it also gives us a lens into, pretty much a lens into Batman being like, you know, he's a, Batman is a crazy person and his mission is crazy, but he's also like so justified when you, you, in this origin especially, Mm -hmm. when you dive into it. Um, you know what I actually think, though, is I think this book is going to be what Robert Pattinson's Batman is based on. Hmm. I think that's what the new one's going to be based on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Have you ever.
1: Question. I think we've talked about it years ago because I just watched it because of the name. But did you ever watch Gotham?
0: Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that.
1: (laughs) I didn't love it either, but I think for sure there's a bunch of similarities in here than there is. Oh, yeah. Uh, in that show.
0: Oh yeah, this th- this Alfred is Gotham's. Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hands down, and and th- there's a lot of comparisons, but I don't know. I I think that show just had a hard time. Finding- we don't have to
1: talk about it for more than sixty seconds, but. <laughs> That I, I, I did think about that when I was reading this.
0: You know, I want everyone to like their own thing. And I watched, the, I think the first season was good. And then I think after that, I was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. what just happened?
1: I did the same thing. I fell off pretty quick, but.
0: I just want, you know, I'm really looking forward to the Gotham Central show because that's going to be based on solely the Gotham City Police Department, which is what I want. So um, um, that's, I'm like, just give Commissioner Gordon his own show anyways, because you can. He deserves it. Have you read, did I ever give you Gotham Central to read? No, oh my gosh, Kyle, that is li- oh oh my. That would be a very special episode of Camerons Comics because that is, and I mean, and I don't say this lightly. That is one of the all time greatest DC comic series, like hands down, uh, above and beyond. It's amazing. It's perfect. All
1: right, we'll do it then.
0: No pressure. No pressure to read it now. Um, <laughs> so how do you feel about Bruce? The way that I guess. Bruce was taking on his parents' uh death in the way that he was pursuing his bat his you know his pursuit of being Batman. Did you find him likable at all because I didn't
1: uh no uh there wasn't there wasn't really like a moment that he shared with you know like anyone that seemed to the point where like he wasn't still like like uh on the outside of his body still pissed off. Yeah. You know, where it's like I get dealing with tragedy that I haven't experienced or that <laughs> most people haven't experienced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what it's like to see your parents get murdered. But I Good. assume just years and years and years later, there still could be like that one person that you can be around and not be a complete jerk and not freak out on at any given moment. So
0: yeah,
1: So no, <laughs> I wouldn't want to be around him at that time.
0: Yeah, no, I was, like, I was like, sometimes I'm like, you're just being a little bit, you're going a little too far, man. Mm-hmm. And But I think that's the point, too, with, yeah. with a character like Batman. And I think that's what Jeff Johns was trying to reveal to the audience is like, you know, you, how's this? I don't think anyone should aspire to be Batman. You know what I mean? I, that's not the goal. Um Okay, let's... We haven't even talked about the villain of the story yet. And there's a couple of them, but mm-hmm. I think most notoriously for me, the biggest... And I think this is also why uh, I'm thinking it's going to be Batman, the the movie, is going to be based on this. Oswald um, Cobblepot. We mm-hmm. have... we have. I realize, too, I think I, I love the Penguin as a villain, but we just... I, I could not tell you my top three Penguin stories. And... He was in this one so I guess my first question would be how did you feel about uh his character arc and, and the way that his I guess origin of becoming mayor tied in to Bruce's parents death. Uh
1: I'm a big fan of of the penguin. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. Cobblepot. I he's like s- super creepy. Yeah. And a lot of the times his ascension to power just makes no sense to mm. me but yet he has so many people under him. And I think that's like the beauty of that, of him as a villain is like, he's, he obviously like swindled his way all the way up to the top. And he has all these people that are so willing to, uh, kill and die for him. Uh, and so I guess the connection all the way back to, um, his parents' death, I appreciate it more than it just being some random guy. Yeah. You know, uh, a random guy is just kind of it's disappointing to True. like a, a whole character arc yeah. um and so yeah no i i i loved him in this story i i enjoyed watching him spoilers I like, but you know enjoyed watching him die
0: oh i want to talk about that it's not spoilers we can go full spoilers in this whole story i just think that i love I, I i realized i'm like cuz and yeah, I think you and I have, have talked about this on the podcast. I just think I'm, I'm just like, let's just shelve Joker for a while.
1: Yes, I was waiting for you to say that. I'm yeah, just, uh,
0: and I didn't need to because he's not in this story. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually so glad because I'm like, wow, give me, give me a really good Penguin story. I'd mm-hmm. love to see it. Um, I like, I, I think going, I, I really like Penguin because I think what he does in, I think the potential for that character is something I haven't seen it quite reached yet. And, and as you were talking, I was just thinking, well, how come Penguin isn't the kingpin of Gotham? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He has that potential, and he still has not gone after it. And so I'm just like, what? I'm waiting for that story. And I'm like, yes, he's not kingpin because Batman is a thing. And I'm like, yes, I get that. But I think if we can get someone that wealthy and powerful to be on the outskirts and be that character I'd, I'd be really satisfied my one I, I don't
1: like i don't like when i don't like when like the riddler and the penguin are portrayed as like these other like dwindlest yeah uh They're
0: villains like m- on the moops. side that yeah. are
1: just like jokes yeah in stories that are just like quick taken care of in a matter of seconds or yeah. panels you know uh because like joker will be the main overarching villain yeah and then it, he's somehow Ha- like is leading them and like has the power over them where no i, I agree i that's why i think it's going to be so cool seeing like the riddler be oh. the main villain in the in that batman movie yes like, the fact that we didn't see like a joker in that trailer made me love it even more and yeah. make me excited even more because yeah you and i have talked about that a Is as...
0: and i yeah again too though i don't want i don't want if you like the joker and you're listening to this Please feel free to like the Joker. I'll, also, there's so many great Joker stories. Obviously, I, I even I, most recently I th- I thought Joker War was pretty wonderful. Mm-hmm. I um, like I like the Joker. Yeah, um, I I like the Joker. I just think I I, I get a lot of him. Mm-hmm. That's all, and I just want a little bit less. I'm like, yep. there's there's other great characters, and, and my favorite's Two Face. But we'll we'll get there. I think I think I, I can't guarantee this. I think he's the villain of Volume Two. Or he's the villain of Volume Three because find out. they they both on the back like of the summaries or whatever say mention Harvey Dent and I'm like okay he <laughs> exists coolly yeah. well Harvey Dent was in this book too yeah, you yeah. in the flashback mm-hmm. and so um yeah no that was really weird and I was like he is just a little kid who's a dick for a, approximately two pages and I'm like okay well <laughs> that happened um so with. Yeah, no, but with Penguin, I actually was kind of upset because I thought they built him up to be this really cool thing, and then he just kind of died. Like, Alfred shot him.
1: That's true, yeah. It uh, did happen pretty quick.
0: It was like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, like... And then could, it was
1: Alfred that did it.
0: Could we have had, like, Which one... Was he, yeah, I was like, why did it have to be Alfred? I'm like, I get Batman's incompetent, but he doesn't have to be that... He's the, <laughs> He is the title character of the mm-hmm. book, man. <laughs> it's not called Alfred Earth-1.
1: Yeah, no, that that's a good point
0: that was the one thing I was like, I just wish we spent like a little bit more time with Penguin or that like, maybe he, not that they had the three volumes in mind when they were starting the series, but I'm like that he could have been like carried over to be the entirety of villain. Because I just think with that character, there's so much potential, like just a street level, like thug, Mm you know, he, and he's a gangster. And I think when, when they, when they took that identity to him, uh, it, it was a wonderful choice and I'm just so glad it happened but I'm like I just want more you he know? could be
1: that like untouchable villain that just always somehow escapes Batman
0: he really could be
1: you know where like he Batman's always gonna get to his uh, drug raids and his uh, his dealings but just to get to him is going to be like nearly impossible yeah I'd, I'd love to see a story like that
0: yeah and I think there's potential though too and I think Colin Farrell is as the penguin in the next Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Like yeah. I don't know if you guys can tell. I'm also so hyped to this Batman movie. <laughs> it's going to be uh, good. Um, Oh my gosh, wait. And this ends on the Riddler. So actually, I think the Riddler is the villain of the second one. Oh, that makes sense. Which would be good. I haven't, I've read this once, but I never reread it. And that's not a knock on the book. It's just a knock on me. I had other things to read. So I'm really excited to do this <laughs> series so that we can catch up and read uh, volume three.
1: We have g- to talk about the birthday boy for a second.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. How uh, do you feel? Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> it's not his birthday, guys.
1: Uh, Man, he's, he's troubling. He's a giant-sized, like, yeah. a little boy trapped in a giant's body. Oh, my God. And his whole, like, part of being a bad guy is he kidnaps girls and secretly, like, kind of throws them a birthday party yeah and then kills them
0: that's terrifying it
1: it hurt watching and terrified me
0: yeah
1: he's he was the most terrifying part of this you know like he was the scariest we've seen seen crime bosses for years you know in everything in every part of pop culture but he is a whole nother level of disturbing
0: yeah, I think the troubling, there's like a troubling part because it's the innocence that comes with him because he is a product of cruelty mm-hmm. and thus he only knows that language. And so, and also just the sheer brute force of the, he he's a, and I don't mean like this in a mean way, but he's just a monster. Mm-hmm. He's a huge, beefy dude and like Batman posed no physical threat to him. And he only posed a physical threat to Batman. And then on top of that, being unhinged, terrifying. Yeah. And then how'd you like the basement scene with all the dead bodies of the girls? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like that.
1: Yeah. I don't know what else to say. I loved it.
0: You're like actually (laughs) top three (laughs) seats.
1: Best panel of the book. (laughs) No, it's it's awful.
0: Sometimes I think the like comics can go a little bit too far. Like I think this book was a little bit mean in spirit. Mm It's just like mean streets. Like, and for Gotham, you need to portray it that way. Sometimes I think that was a step too far. I was like, let's all just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, Je- Jeff Johns, I get it. You're in Batman. Like this isn't a Joker book, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, you changed
1: it up enough with like all the characters. It didn't have to go.
0: You didn't have to. I'm like, I get Gotham's cruel. It didn't have to be heartless. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe that's the point too. Um, okay, so a couple a couple questions. Uh, favorite character? I think you already said it, but. Did I say it? I think you liked Alfred, but if you had another favorite character, now's the time.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, Alfred? Yes, or Alfred. Yes, I another character. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I'm helping you out right now. <laughs> yes. Great. Yes, Alfred. Uh, Yeah. No one else comes to mind as like who I, I mean, I really didn't even like Alfred that much, but I liked a different version of him yeah, enough I, to for that to be my favorite character.
0: I think, you know, they give Alfred a million skills in the regular comics where he's a butler, but he's also was an open-heart surgeon. And, you know, I guess he does have some fighting skills. N- nothing. He served in the military. I think this Alfred actually works best. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes the most sense for Bruce's mission.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I like the idea that he's, like, the main source of training for Bruce. And, yeah. yeah. I would say Alfred.
0: I agree. I think I... Uh, no, I don't agree. I, he's not my favorite. Favorite was Commissioner Gordon because of his arc in the series. I think Alfred kind of had a very tragic arc, and then he kind of stagnated and just like I'm gonna bear witness to you know my my best friends.
1: Thanks for pooping all over my pick. I'm
0: like f Alfred. <laughs> no, I love Alfred. I just need to accompany that with my other favorite supporting character. I get which, it. I get it. Which is Commissioner Gordon because I think his arc was so good. Like it was. Being able to watch him kind of like be heartbroken and like, you know, he Jeff Johns took that character to a place that I never thought he'd go, which is, you know, succumbing to the corruption that is Gotham. And it's like, I thought he was always going to be the morally upright one because he, he would never steep that low. And then he does that. And I'm like, what? Like, that's almost unbelievable. I and don't then,
1: know if we've even mentioned it, but Barbara Gordon, his daughter, is the one who's kidnapped by the birthday boy. Yeah, I think I think so. the
0: stakes the stakes were all on like Commissioner Gordon. You know what I mean? Like Batman wanted to help, and Bruce was trying to do a vow to his parents, but he never quite. I don't know. I, I don't think it ever was fully realized. And so in the, the the
1: way that sorry to interrupt you again, but I'm the way <laughs> the way that Gary Frank draws Commissioner Gordon like through that whole uh, section of the book. He, like, you could see, like, the worry and how terrified he was, like, throughout that whole time. Yeah. So I think Gary Frank did a really good job of portraying that.
0: Yeah, I think it, we'll we'll talk about Gary Frank next because I think he deserves his own podcast. Um, He, but yeah, I just think Commissioner Gordon's arc to, to eventually getting in the mean streets, like, no, I'm taking Gotham back from the hands and 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 that being inspired by someone like Batman. I loved that. And I think that's ex- the way that these characters interact and work best together. So, uh I loved it and I was really glad that happened. Um Okay, so let's talk about the art because we we I we did let it slide and we also do have two few other volumes to talk about the art. But I I'll say it point blank right here. I think when it comes to the penultimate artist of the DC universe, Look no further than Gary Frank. I think he is absolutely the most wonderful artist. He's not, he's a, and I mean, and this is a hard pick for me, but he's in my top three of artists. Uh. I think, I think he's actually number two uh. for my favorite comic book artists of all time, because the way that he draws facial expressions and the way that every single character just comes alive on a, on a page because of his art style is insane and the stories that he is able to capture and the mood and all of it. I think he's the most wonderful. So how do you like his art?
1: Yeah, I mean I I think I mentioned it a couple times now, but the way he's able to let like the reader see and feel what a person is like feeling internally. Yeah. And then also seeing how realistically someone would react to something. Yeah. You know, like I I think he does that and I mean in the few comics that i've read like he does that better than anyone i've seen yeah and uh i think the way that he draws batman is pretty pretty incredible Uh, um i don't know if we've talked about it on here but you and i have talked about it multiple times but i love when the suit's gray
0: oh uh, yeah same here same here um
1: (laughs) i love when it's like a like a lighter gray rather than like big black yeah armor and dark and are you
0: thinking like ben affleck's suit yeah, yeah yeah
1: um so so does see this in this book and like i don't know the way that he draws like batman's like body movements i think is is amazing so
0: you know i think was one of the coolest parts that is intentional in this series is that um batman specifically in earth one batman doesn't have the white eyelids hmm he, they intentionally made the suit so you could see his eyes. Right. And I just think that is so cool and I don't think any other artist could have captured it as well as Gary Frank could.
1: The white eyes kind of don't make sense to me. You know, but it, it's cool. I get it.
0: I like the white eyes.
1: I, I mean, I like it too, but I just don't get it.
0: It's like, it's... I don't think, Kyle, it's... Let's just not... <laughs> if there's one it hill... like Spider-Man's eyes? There's like. One, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 if there's one hill not to die on, True, it's that yeah. one. Yeah, so I just get it. be cool. Oh my gosh. Do you
1: I'm, also like the... Uh, question i we've talked about it before but do you like the really tall ears of the batman too or it just does it matter to you or it
0: depends it depends like i don't know it's really t- that's really tough i don't like them super short like i thought ben affleck's ears were way too short i liked christian bale's cowl the most mm-hmm. i think in the dark knight dark knight returns or dark knight rises one um i like i like that cowl for like real life but than the Justice League Batman in the animated series. Yeah. Like the Justice League animated series Batman. That's my absolute favorite Batman look. And the ears are taller and they I think mm-hmm. they work better. So
1: Oh his cape looks so good in that too. Uh,
0: and and I you know, you like the gray? I think Batman's cape should always have like some sort of blue sheen to it. Mm. You know, that's just me. But uh, what
1: about lo what's your preferred like Batman logo on his chest?
0: Ooh, that's tough. Um I don't know. I I, I used to be anti yellow circle. Mm-hmm and now I'm kind of pro yellow circle. Yeah.
1: It's kind of nice.
0: I'm like, it just makes it pop in a way that it's so, and I'm like, it makes the bat signal kind of make sense too. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I don't, I got to read like the costume in this one, but I'm pretty sure he it's, I used to just like the gray. Oh yeah. No, he has the yellow circle in this one. I used to just I think like, he
1: does at the end. Yeah. I think towards the beginning, he just has like the, it's like a small black bat.
0: Yeah. Uh, he has the, he has the gray, like in sig- insignia with like a lot of people like it blank i don't know because i'm also like man hush batman's costume is probably like also the most perfect so it is very much subject to the artist and what they have going on so oh, i
1: was just completely wrong that's cool
0: what he has the yellow I think he yeah the dude i time. could have sworn when he no eat- no he when he with the first page like when he falls when off he the eats belt, it he, he doesn't yeah. have the yellow right no okay you're right you're wrong. Right. Yeah, but this this suit keep and the cool part about the series too, This suit keeps leveling up. Mm-hmm. And it just gets uh, at least in the newest volume, I really 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 like it. Um so but yeah, I think these guys are great. I think a lot of the, my Batman suit preferences is just subject to the artist he's doing it, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so okay, Kyle, I'll get, uh, I get I'm the words going to wind it down now. We've been doing this for a while, so uh, last question. What would you rate this story out of 10?
1: I'd give this a swift 7.5,
0: 7.5. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's a good scale. That's a good rating. Um, 7.5 is really good. I don't know, but where, where did it fall short and where do you think it picked up for you?
1: I think the, the art Mm -hmm. and the big like refresher, of like differences that this gave, yeah. uh, gave me were were amazing, and that's what brought it all the way up to a seven point five, you know. And then for me, I think where it didn't reach a ten was Bruce.
0: Yeah, I like you know like where
1: <laughs> I, Batman's not my favorite character in the Batman book. I don't know if that should be the thing.
0: Yeah, but also I don't know a lot of people don't want. A lot of people also at least as as I found on the pod a lot of people don't want the main character to be their favorite. And I'm like that's okay. Well, I they are. They do. are. <laughs> <laughs> I like called dibs. I'm like always like Alfred's my favorite. Um no, but yeah, so I think that uh I think it's good. I like what I, what do I rate? I think I I probably honestly give it 7.75. Like close to mm-hmm. an 8, not quite I really wish I got to see more penguin and I loved the look of penguin and other stuff going on, but there's also like a lot of potential in this series and there's a lot of redeeming factors. And, and I, I really liked, I didn't remember how much I liked Jeff Johns' take, or maybe Mm -hmm. I I've changed and grown into it a little bit more when you can do something with a character that's had as many takes as Batman. I think to do something new and still make it work is, is uh, a feat. So I think that's one of the strengths of this book. Yeah, seven point seven five out of ten. I've read this part two. Yeah, I've read this like three or four times now. So I'm like, okay, like I I get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited for part two and especially part three because that's there's not a lot of comics on this podcast that I haven't read. So you and I are gonna be I'm gonna this to be a first time read. So you'll be able to get my take. Um, alrighty Kyle. Well, thanks so much. We me will too. see you next week. We're gonna be so excited to see you. If you're listening, make sure to go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. You can go follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. And YouTube at Cam Reads Comics. Um, and if you're listening on YouTube, make sure to clobber those like and subscribe buttons. We will see you later. Bye.